What's going on, Zach? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Did you watch the one and only Ivan, Zach? The one and only Ivan. Yeah. No. Okay. About Midnight Sky. Mm. Uh, That's a George Clooney. Yeah, film that got Midnight released. Sky. Midnight Sky. It was released sometime in the last like few months on Netflix. Oh, saw a trailer for that. It looked all right. I don't know anything about. I it, just though. love the box office budgets on some of these movies. Like, so the budget for the Midnight Sky is a hundred million. Box office sixty two thousand five hundred and fifty seven. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a Netflix film, and yeah, Netflix often only runs. A lot of their like awards contention films for a week or two in their own theater. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you're in L or like New York or LA and that theater is open, then do I sound like I'm on a good mic? Yes, you do. <clears throat> Thank you. I'm gonna check my mic just in case. I'm good. Mike coming in all right too. I'm having internet issues tonight. Our ISP is kind of being a douche. Okay. Oh, you sound lovely. It took a while to actually get Zoom going. Oh. Cheetos, mac and cheese. What the f? Cheetos, mac and cheese. Cheetos, mac and cheese. Cheetos, mac and cheese. Cheetos, mac and cheese. What the f? Cheetos, mac and cheese. Cheetos, mac and cheese. Cheetos, mac and cheese. Cheetos, mac and cheese. What the f? Hello, all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zachy Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches. And where normally we are looking back on the Oscars this week, uh, this special rather, we are going to be taking a look at this year's Oscar nominations, which were released just this Monday. So um, anybody have anything they want to add before we jump into just talking about some nominees? Nah, you know, I've seen two movies. (laughs) I've squeezed in some since the Golden Globe, so I've got a few more that I've seen on here, a few more that I'm going to see shortly after we record this, so probably. Yeah, my watch list up. my watch list yeah. was a lot shorter this year than it normally is, so I'm yeah. very excited about that. Nice. Uh, so overall, I think uh, you know we'll get to this, but I think up front, even though perhaps the best picture category is a little underwhelming, I think there's a lot of good reflected in the um, representation of actors and actresses of, of color. And, and, you know, we've got big deal going on in the best director category. Um, It's a little bit of a shame that it comes in a smaller year. It almost seems like some sort of consolation from the Academy or something. I don't know. Hopefully it's not that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm just thinking too much about it. Right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So our most awarded film or our most nominated film of this Oscar season is unfortunately David Fincher's <laughs> Mank. <laughs> Ten nominations. See, I feel like this is going to be one of those movies where Paul's going to like, he started off with like, it's an okay movie. I kind of liked it to where I uh, give it about a month or maybe even right after the Oscars. Paul's like, the movie fucking sucked. I hated that movie. <laughs> No, I don't think I've ever done that. No, never. Oh, please tell me when. 
I will go back and listen to old podcasts just to find it. Okay. You know what? I think the Joker started off as it wasn't good to fuck Joker. That happened within like a series of days before it was nominated. Like <laughs> if I could find the tweet like a week after Joker was out and I have sat on it for a little bit longer, I did a I did a whole post about fuck Joker, uh, Shazam and Into the Spider-Verse are much better films. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole I think the Go ahead. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> the thing about Mank is it's fine. It's fine. But it's just like it, it would be more on the Academy and all these award shows for, you know, again, like, like, like Jonathan said, jerking themselves off. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie, but it's not best picture. It's not 10 nominations. Good. There, there are some of the nominations I think it really deserves and we'll get to those, but yeah, for the most part, 10 nominations when Judas and the black Messiah and Minari only have six and that's their tied in second place with, Nomad Land and Sound of Metal, which are also incredible. Yeah. I still haven't seen The Father, so that's going to be a through line for this whole episode. And I think <clears throat> Trial of Chicago 7 is even more mediocre than Mank, and it has six nominations, mm-hmm. none of which are deserved. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I want to start off here by announcing the Gene Herschelt Humanitarian Awards, if you don't know who's receiving those. Uh, The Motion Picture and Television Fund is being honored for the emotional and financial relief services it offers to members of the entertainment industry. So Hmm. congratulations, Motion Picture and Television Fund. Yeah, all right. Cool. And our other Gene Herschelt Humanitarian Award is going to Tyler Perry. Okay. My wife's in the other room just said, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know he does some good shit, regardless of the quality of his films. Yeah. Uh, He is getting it for his active engagement with philanthropy and charitable endeavors in recent years, including efforts to address homelessness and economic difficulties faced by members of his community. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations. That's awesome. I've just, I've heard, you know, People who are like, you know, Tyler Perry, he is a vehicle for good. You can care what you want right. about his vehicle, but he's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing no, with it. I'm I mean, absolutely ecstatic and happy for the efforts that he puts for his for his good works. Philanthropic. <laughs> philanthropic works. Um, I just wish he'd put more effort into his films. Yeah. Yes. They are just lazy as all get out. You mean you didn't like Medea's witness protection? You could have stopped as you didn't like Medea's and that would stop. Fine. <laughs> I I think we should cover all the Medea films. That would be an interesting thing. That would be an absolutely <laughs> interesting thing for you to do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Let's not go down that rabbit hole. All right. And so due to the COVID-19 pandemic, there's going to be no governor's awards and it doesn't look like governors. um, There are any official winners of Academy honorary awards this year so far. So we'll, we'll talk about that if that comes up at any point. All right. So our competitive awards start with, uh, we'll start under the line with best visual effects 
which our nominees are Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. So we'll, we'll try to get through a lot of these below the line awards as quickly as possible. Uh, who's seen what? <laughs> <laughs> this one, I have to say, I haven't seen any of them, but I'm, I'm feeling like, regardless of what people say about Tenet, I'm sure it has amazing visuals. It does. It, it's incredible looking. Um, this is the, the one category I've seen the least in. Uh, which I've seen Mulan and Tenet. And I guess out of those two, I'm going Tenet. And I think Tenet's probably going to win it. Tenet to win it. <laughs> I've seen none of them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just be weird and guess Love and Monsters. Just to be that guy. And because it makes me want to go watch this movie. Okay, yeah, we're sounds sexy. Now we're all gonna fill out Academy ballots based on our picks on this show. <laughs> yes. So you're sticking to that. I'm sticking to it. I'm gonna okay. write my stuff down. All right. So our next one is Best Film Editing, uh, which is The Father, Nomad Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Tr- Trial of Chicago Seven. Uh The only one I haven't seen is The Father, and none of these really stick out in my brain for editing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nomadland had pretty good editing. Uh, Sound of Metal, I feel like um, film editing, we'll get to the sound in a minute, but... Yeah. Hmm. Oh, no. I'm going to pick Nomadland, though. Okay, yeah, I think I'm going to go Nomadland 2, which was edited by the director, Chloe Zhao. So hopefully we'll see if she ends up picking up two on the night, but we'll get back to that. Yeah, not seen any of them. Weird pick. Um, uh, I'm going to go Sounds of Metal. Okay, just because it sounds pretty metal. It is pretty metal. It is pretty metal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, best sound editing and best sound mixing have been put together in one category this year and it's just best sound now. Okay. Uh, and our nominees are Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Yeah. For me, it's got to be Sound of Metal. For me, it's also that, Sound of Metal. Uh, that, that, that sound is so innovative in many ways. All right. It, so It's really good. <laughs> Soul is the only one that I've seen but the sound in that movie is phenomenal. It, and I agree. And depending on how much the Foley artist uh, added to that film. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about, but um, so I'm going to go with soul on that one. Okay. Yeah. If these and are still not sp- just because of it being the only movie I've seen. Okay. Uh, and I would say uh, if this was still two categories, Sound of Metal takes sound editing for me, hands mm-hmm. down. Uh, it reminds me a lot of The Quiet Place. A Quiet Place had a really good sound. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, best original song. I honestly can't think of what any of these songs sound like, except the one from uh, Eurovision, but they're Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah, <laughs> Hear My Voice from Child of Chicago 7, 
Husavik, my hometown from Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, EOC scene from The Life Ahead, and Speak Now from One Night in Miami. So I just watched One Night in Miami the other night, and I listened to Speak Now afterwards, which was really good. Leslie Odom Jr. carrying on his Sam Cooke thing. And and I think Fight for You, if I remember, was by her who... Yes. Yep. who, Who... was my favorite part of the Super Bowl this year. She is damn good. So I'm one of those two. Um, she's won a Grammy too. So um, she might be the favorite. You so, you need to watch Netflix's newest film, Yesterday, because she has a role in that film. Oh, she does. Yeah, we watched it the other night. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go with Fight for You. All right. Uh, just because I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jonathan on this and be weird. And just because I really want something bizarre to win it, I'm going to go for the Eurovision song, <laughs> Husvik. Well, there you go. Nice. Um, I was actually going to go for Fight for You just because of her. Yeah. So you can only so, have one outlier. So I'll also accept Speak Now because Leslie Odom Jr. is also nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And I always like when someone's nominated for two awards and they at least pick up one. Yeah. All right. Best Original Score. Oh. That's a little bit of fight for you. Okay. Yeah, that doubles my, I just, mm, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, best Original Score. Terrence Blanchard for Defy Bloods. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Mank. Emil Mosseri for Minari, James Newton Howard for News of the World, and Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste for Soul. I'm going with Gotta, Soul. Gotta be Soul. Uh, soul is really good, and it's the one I think is going to win. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross already have uh, an Academy Award. John Batiste doesn't, so I'd be sad if he lost, but I'm going to Five Bloods with Terrence Blanchard because he didn't get it for Black Klansman. He'd absolutely deserved it for that film. Sure. But fair, fair. But we got Trent Reznor with his three key keyboard. But he's already got an Oscar, so I'm I'm not too sad if he loses on two nominations this year. Mm, sure. I do think Soul's gonna win it though. Yeah. But my pick is to Five Bloods. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, best makeup and hairstyling. We have Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. Hmm. <laughs> so I got to ask you here, what was it like in Hillbilly, Hillbilly Elegy? <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> I, I watched that movie today. I, I was not going to watch that movie. I was just going to never, ever see that movie. <laughs> And then it got nominated for Academy Awards. It's like, well, if I'm going to record an episode, I have to have an opinion on this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's garbage. I mean, the makeup's fine. And this kind of reminds me of when Norbit got nominated for Best Makeup. <laughs> Yikes. Uh-huh. Uh. Where it's like, <laughs> I mean, sure, Eddie Murphy in the fat suit looks okay, but why are we nominating Norbit for anything? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's fine. The makeup's fine, especially they show what Glenn Close's uh, real life counterpart looks like at the end of the movie. And it's like, wow, that 
<laughs> like I almost thought it was Glenn Close in a couple of shots. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that being said, my pick is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think the makeup in that was incredible. Yeah. I'm going to go with that too. Viola Davis. I'm going to be the weirdo and go make. Mike. Mike. Yep. Uh, Best costume design, which is pretty much the other category. Uh, Emma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, Mulan replacing Hillbilly Elegy, and Pinocchio. Uh, I think it'll probably come down between Mulan and Ma Rainey, but I'm going to go... Maybe? I'm going to say... uh, Emma has some really good costuming. Yeah, I bet it does, but, you know, that period stuff gets so many awards. I don't know. Maybe that's why it will get an award. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there that that it's got gorgeous costuming. Like, it's really pastel colored, and I like that. Ooh. Okay. Um... But my pick is going to be Ma Rainey's Black Bottom again because I kind of want that to win as many awards as they'll give it. Yeah. Um, I'm going with the safe pick of Emma because the Academy loves uh, period costumes. And <laughs> it's, it's true. I'd, yeah. They have a fucking problem. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ma Rainey just to stick it to the Academy. Yeah. Stick it. All right. Our best cinematography, my favorite award. Uh, is Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Nomadland, News of the World, and Trial of Chicago 7. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm not particularly excited about these picks. I think Nomadland's probably the one I like the most out of these. Yeah, it- I, I'm going to pick Nomad Land, but again, it's not like they're extremely dynamic shots. It's just like set up the camera and take nice shots of <laughs> of the scenery. And, and that's, that's fine. And it's a nice looking film. And I think Judas yeah. and the Black Messiah looks gorgeous as well. Like, yeah. But it's for me, it's not really like when I think about what I like about that film, it's not necessarily the cinematography. And I'm upset something like... Uh, Birds of Prey, Defy Bloods. Defy Bloods should have been nominated here. And yeah, it, it's a real shame that Defy Bloods has one nomination and it's the score. Right. Yeah. Because uh, that should have won. Or obviously Netflix wasn't pushing. I'm thinking of ending things because oh, that, yeah. that should be nominated. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'm going to pick No Man Land. Yeah, I think I am too. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mank. And be, this is because, I, once again, a Hollywood jerk off. I think this is the one where they finish. Yeah. I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not excited about Mank because there was too many times that I could tell that they were shooting day for night. Yeah. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that's when you shoot in the middle of the day and then color correct it to make it look like it's the middle of the night and most of the time it's very obvious yeah i've heard other people um comment on that so like i feel like it would stick out there's the one scene where mank and amanda seyfried's character are walking through uh the garden together Mm -hmm. and 
for me. I was just watching that scene like they're walking around in the middle of the day and I can absolutely tell that. <laughs> yeah. But it's supposed to be like two o'clock in the morning. Bothered me. Um all right. So uh best production design. We have the father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tinette. Hmm. Can real quick, uh, Paul, can I get a uh, official pronunciation of the Nolan movie? I believe it's three tonight. I, I'm <laughs> I'm purposely pronouncing it different okay. every time I say. It. <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> I was just waiting for someone to point it out. <laughs> um, I believe it is pronounced tenet. Like okay, I, because like I believe it's spelled like you know the tenant philosophies of something but uh it looks like tenet yeah <laughs> okay so i just well I, i'm happy that i was finally able to lob that in for you um <laughs> i just I've, I've i've always been saying tenet but that's just because of my love of you know 10 so um at least i haven't at least i haven't gone uh one of the podcast i listen to mr sunday movies has been calling it 10 ets <laughs> yes <laughs> okay um i don't know this is this is a matter of I, I haven't seen The Father, and that's kind of setting me off because I've heard really interesting things about how that film is edited and shot and paced. And uh, I wonder how that film looks. So it, yeah. it's kind of giving me a handicap, whereas I look at Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and I'm like, that's a really good set, but it's a very small set very contained set and i think of mank and i'm like that's a lot of set yeah so do i go with quality or quantity all right yeah uh again not having seen tenay i'm gonna say <laughs> mank uh i feel like mank might might take this one I'm going to go with the heart pick on this one. I'm going to say news of the world because I would like for it to win something. <laughs> it's actually Fair. a pretty good film. Yeah. Cool. And I haven't picked it for anything else. Um, I'm, I'm with Zach on this one. I think this is another uh, Academy, you know, trying to finish with bank. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I, I like, I, I can't go by what I, what I want to win. I got to go by what I, what I'm pretty sure the Academy is going to pick and it's going to be bank. Although you would think with this kind of uh, reasoning, Hugo would have gotten a lot more than it did, but you know. yeah. And I mean, Hugo is the best film of all time. So that really sucks that it didn't. Yeah. I don't think that was a Hollywood jerk off film. That was just Spielberg saying film is good. This is the second time you've called it Spielberg. It's Scorsese. Oh, it is Scorsese. The second time I've did that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Why don't I... All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Scorsese is saying, hey, film restoration and uh, preservation is very important. Please do not let this kind of thing happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, you guys are both on Mank and I'm 
just picking news of the world because I want it to win something. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, we're gonna go through these pretty quick because I'm almost certain that most of us haven't seen hardly any of these. Uh best animated short film, Burrow, Genius Losai, If Anything Happens, I Love You, Opera, and Yes People. Anybody I'm going with If Anything Happens, I Love You, because of because of the title that that just on Netflix, so I'll watch that. Yeah, uh, Burroughs on Disney Plus, so you can watch that one as well. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna pick Opera because I saw it at uh, Slam Dance and I liked it. And oh, so I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick that one. I have Sweet. a feeling it's gonna be Genius Loci. Mm. Okay. I have nothing to back that up on. Okay. Other than the summary that Wikipedia gave me. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Okay. Um, best live action short film, Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. I'll go ahead and make my pick first because I've only seen one of these, and I've actually seen one of these. And Feeling Through, I also saw it slam dance, and it was beautiful, and it made me cry, and then wrestler diamond dallas page went on uh chris jericho's podcast whose shirt i'm wearing right now by the way um very nice <laughs> uh went on chris jericho's podcast and raved about this short <coughs> film and i think just because diamond dallas page loved it so much we should all uh we should all praise it well okay I, i'll you, pick feeling through also i'm sold yeah who like, might have questioned ddp it was so good that I, I tried to explain it to my wife and I started crying. And when I finally got to the part that made me cry the hardest, she started crying just through me explaining it to her. Oh, wow. So, so glad these things were at slam dance though. That's cool that, that they were. Yeah. And, uh, slam dance made sure that they got a little bit of viewing because, uh, they were on the short list while they were at slam dance and, on their their thumbnails, they were like Oscar shortlist 2001 or 2021. Nice. So, so there was that. Okay. Uh, so best documentary short subject. I haven't seen anything in, but it's a Colette. A concerto is a conversation. Do not split hunger ward, and a love song for Latasha, which is on Netflix. Hmm. 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 Going by name only, I'm giving it to Hunger Ward. I kind of knew you were going to say that. Going by name only, I'm going to go for A Concerto is a Conversation. <laughs> it's a good damn title. That's good yeah. alliteration. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Going against the advice of the title, I'm going with Do Not Split. So we the three way split of what we do. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Another one, another one where I haven't seen a single nominee, best documentary feature, but I'm going to be fixing this next week because four of them yes. are available through various streaming platforms. Uh, collective I have not found online yet. Crip Camp is on Netflix. The Mole Agent is on Hulu. My Octopus Teacher is on Netflix, and Time is on Prime. Time is on Prime. Prime time. Prime time, Tion Sanders. <laughs> uh, 
when we did our year in review, I said I wanted to see time. So it stood out to me the most. I'm going to pick time. I'm going to uh, pick Crip Camp because I think, um, if I recall correctly, the Obamas have something to do with it. And the Academy was probably going to celebrate the Obamas. And it's probably good. They, they gave... I'm. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're probably right. But they gave the first Obama's documentary, best documentary. That's mm. true. That's true. So right. so maybe they won't. So the, hmm. they probably will again. So they'll, <laughs> they'll end up being the uh, Walt Disney of uh, Netflix documentaries. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, you both make valid points. <laughs> and logical points as well. I'm going with the, the movie about a guy who befriends an octopus for a year. So my octopus teacher. Um, Sweet. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> you teach him how to drum? <laughs> like, like Aquaman? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what uh, sold that movie to me. <laughs> Paul's like, watch it. It has an octopus playing the drums. I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> How <laughs> could you not? Got me. <laughs> okay. Uh, another one I haven't seen anything in. Uh, best international feature film. We have another round from Denmark. Better Days from Hong Kong. Collective from Romania. The Man Who Sold His Skin from Tunisia. And Quo Vetus Aida from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Interesting. So what does Covetus mean? Because uh, uh, like marching on, or no, it means uh, where are you going? Where are you marching uh, okay. to? Wait, go, Anita. Uh, Bosnian war drama. Yeah, it's just funny that what this is the second podcast we record in the last four <laughs> days where I've mentioned a film called Covetus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a Bosnian war movie, a movie, a biopic from Tunisia. Uh, collective uh, is a documentary. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the political side of the Academy might go better days. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm going to throw this out there and you can take it or not take it. Another round is nominated for best director, but not best picture. So, normally if something gets that kind of above the line nomination that tends to be a winner but collective is also nominated in best documentary feature so they could probably want to give it one of those two huh hmm well the academy hates comedy though i'm less so these mm. days maybe i don't know mm. i don't know I'll pick another round. I'm also picking another round, but mostly because I love Mads Mickelson. I'm going to go Better Days. Okay. All right. I mean, I would like to get behind Mads Mickelson. I would like Mads Mickelson to get behind me. Hey, it's fair. But, um, Especially Hannibal Mads Mickelson. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just too much sexiness for the world. It is. <sighs> Okay, and now on to a category where I'm 100%. I've seen two of these. <laughs> Best animated feature film. 
All right. Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Man, I don't know why that got stuck in my mouth all of a sudden. Uh, Soul and Wolf Walkers. Okay, you ready for my uh, hot take here? Do it. I think the Academy's actually finally going to give Shaun of the Sheep their due. I hope they give Shaun the Sheep their due. I think they're finally going to do it this year. See, I don't think Soul did enough. All right, so mm. a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, yes, is in my top 10. It is one of my favorite films of the year. Came out in like February, and it stayed that, that high <clears throat> for that long. I love that movie. Uh, I thought Soul was fine. I thought Onward was bad. And Over the Moon is cute. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Do that. Mm-hmm. And I just watched Wolf Walkers today. And it rivals Shaun the Sheep for my heart in this category now. <laughs> yeah. That's one so I'm I, definitely going to watch. I can't remember. Did Secret of Kells win the year it was nominated? No, I don't yeah. think Breadwinner won either. The Song of uh, the Sea. I don't even remember Song of the Sea. Song of the Sea was probably nominated, but I don't remember. Mm. I I have a mm. it's disappointing that uh Soul wasn't a little bit better because it's an important movie. Onward, like you said, was not very good. Uh over <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> but with two um Pixar movies, I, I feel like neither of them are gonna win. Um so it comes down to Wolf Walkers or Shaun the Sheep. Okay. So uh Breadwinner lost to Coco. Yeah. Sean the Sheep, the, the first Sean the Sheep movie lost Inside Out. Song mm. of the Sea lost to Big Hero 6. Yeah, uh, okay, yep. Yeah. And Secret of Kells uh, very undeservedly lost to Up. Mm. Which was the worst film in the category which that year. makes me think <laughs> that the Academy would pick Soul before they pick Wolfwalkers. Based yeah, I, Wolf Walkers is it's sort of like in the Shaun the Sheep conversation though it's like it's deserving like this is supposedly the last of the trilogy or sure. something that, yeah uh, and Shaun the Sheep can get overlooked because Wallace and Gromit the Curse of the Were-Rabbit won in 2005 sure. so they, they could be like well we gave Ardman their due pretty early so we don't have to give them any more due and in the in the 2010s one two two films one that weren't produced by disney that was rango in 2011 and spider-man into the spider-verse in 2018 mm-hmm. well i'm gonna go wolf walkers i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with my heart just because i'm such a big fan and pick sean the sheep Farmageddon because uh, there you go. it rules. Mm-hmm. Did you pick Jonathan? Yeah, Sean the Sheep, remember? Okay. All right. And I'm pretty sure nice. I spent a lot of that time saying Sean of the Sheep. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Screenplay categories. That makes sense. First, we, first we have best adapted screenplay. 
which goes to Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Station of Kazakhstan, <laughs> uh, The Father, Nomadland, One Night Miami, and The White Tiger. Mm-hmm. I'm going with One Night in Miami. I am um, also going with One Night in Miami. That was a damn good screenplay. And it, it was, the movie is underrepresented. Very underrepresented in the top categories. Yeah. Um, I thought White Tiger was fine. Again, uh, except for The Father, I've seen everything in this category. Nomadland was fine, but Chloe Zhao might be winning two other awards, so they might yeah. want to spread the love around. <clears throat> and I think this is going to be the one that One Night in Miami most likely wins. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd be okay with Nomadland winning, but I don't feel like the story or screenplay necessarily were the... I mean... It's more of a, I don't know, an observational thing than a story-driven movie. To, it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's good. It's a really good movie, but it's one of those. It's a feel more than it is a, a film. Right. Yeah. Um. This is going back to academy politicking here. I feel like the Academy wants the father to win something. Honor the father. I feel like if it's going to be anything, it might be this one. That's fair. I think, I think I'm going to be honest. Like I haven't picked it at all because I haven't seen it, but Mm -hmm. I think it's probably going to get a couple of the below the lines instead, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, Best original screenplay. Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago 7. So I'm pretty sure for basically the same reason as the last one, I think this is going to be the one that Sound of Metal gets. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah. Because, and we'll get to this later, but there's one person who's definitely going to win Best Actor. Mm-hmm. It's almost guaranteed. Um, so yeah, I think this one's going to go to Sound of Metal. Hmm. Hmm. I haven't watched Minari yet. I'm. I have it. I'm. It's queued up to watch this week. It's an excellent screenplay, and it's one of those yeah. ones where, like, I was kind of shell-shocked by the end of the movie that 10 minutes after I finished it, I finally, like, the emotions of it caught up to me. Damn. It's really good. It To me, like, I look... I had a feeling that it was kind of like that. So, for me, it's between that and Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I mean, I know the Academy loves Aaron Sorkin, but he he's already won stuff. So, it's like, yeah. Please don't give him anything for this he he won the golden globe so i uh, uh, not happy that i think it's probably gonna win <laughs> but my pick is judas and the black messiah i think that yeah. script is incredible good i'm going with it too though i won't be sad if sound of metal or minari picks it up promising your woman in trials chicago seven can take a walk <laughs> <laughs> all right 
Get the fuck out of here. Take a walk. Take a walk. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Best supporting actress, uh, Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film, delivery a prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Sorry, I have to say the whole thing every time. And I, and I kind of hope that it picks up something and it sucks that it's in these really <laughs> higher up ones because I just want somebody to actually have to say it. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yoon Yu Jung for Minari. Who won the Golden Globe? If you recall. I th- think Maria Bakalova did. No, no, maybe she didn't. Now I'm going to look that up. So give me just a second. Golden Globe winner is 2001. For some reason, I feel like it was somebody who didn't get nominated. You ready to be in a <laughs> What the hell was that? Did you just open up TikTok? <laughs> no. I uh still had the her song playing. But oh, okay. There's a commercial yeah. and it looked like Yeah, uh Jodie Foster for the Mauritanian one, which didn't pick up oh. any Academy Award nominations. Oh, yeah. Oh wow. Mandalorian. Um <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. I'm going to Amanda Seafried just because She's really good, and I, I, I've seen that one. <laughs> I just don't like Amanda Seyfried. Because they were Gollum eyes? No, it, I mean, not going to lie, that's part of it, but <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm not a fan. I am. And I get I'm, it. I'm indifferent, but she was really good in this movie. <sighs> I think this is the one they're going to give, yeah, they're going to give this one to Glenn Close. I... I'm afraid you're right. And <laughs> she does like, uh, I would have much rather she won for the wife. Yeah. Um, I really want Maria Bakalova to win this one. Mm. Outside of that, Yunyu Jung from Minari is such a good performance that I kind of want her to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivia Coleman got one for best actress for, uh, the favorite, so I think she's not going to win this. And Amanda Seyfried is probably the best thing in Mank. She is absolutely deserving of this nomination. Glenn Close shouldn't be here. <laughs> she should be Glenn far away from this. Um, boo earns. <laughs> I was saying boo earns. Um. I guess for my pick, I'm going to go Maria Bakalova because I, I think that would be the most interesting pick of this group. And to be kind of a breakout performance to get this Academy Award is exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All, right. All right. Best Supporting Actor. Sacha Baron Cohen, The Trial of Chicago 7, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime to Make Benefit, Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, 
Leslie Odom Jr., One Night Miami, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. This is my, might be the most difficult one for me because, damn it, if three of the five, I feel like absolutely deserve it. Um, I, honestly, Leslie Odom me, Jr. was great. I was going to say four of the five deserve it for me. <laughs> hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have to go with Keith Stanfield just because I could feel his anxiety through the screen. And yeah, I, I was I'm sorry. kind of taken aback when they announced his name this morning. Like the fact that Daniel Kaluuya has been cleaning up at every single other award. Mm-hmm. Let's lets me kind of know that he's probably going to win it. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing wrong nothing against that. Cause yeah, he's deserving as well. And, and I want to say that it's a makeup award for him, not getting it for get out, which he should have won for get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it isn't like he's resting on the laurels of get out for this film. He's incredible in this film. Right. It is a deserving nomination and a deserving win if he gets it, which I think he will. I was mm-hmm. really happy to see Paul Racy in here because he's great in Sound of Metal and he yeah. hasn't been getting the awards recognition this this awards season. So it was nice to see his name on here. Yeah. yeah. As you said, Leslie Odom Jr. is incredible as Sam Cooke, but I literally think all four of those leads should have been nominated. Yep. Especially the dude playing Ali. Oh my God. <laughs> like, uh, I, <laughs> I've seen some people call it hammy, but like, no, look, when he's not in front of the cameras, he switches between the. His, his code switching the, is incredible in that film. Yeah. Because he's, so, he is so low key when he needs to be, but he. I like that it takes some time for him to drop the Ollie veneer in front of his friends. Right. Right. And, and, and the fact that he even addresses the fact that the Ollie persona is a veneer based off of the wrestler, gorgeous George. It, it's <laughs> like wrestling. Yeah. It's so good. Like that performance is incredible. And honestly, like none of those guys were bad. No, not a single one no. of them. And they all should have been nominated. Yeah. But I understand when you have four strong performances, one's going to come out of the pack. And I guess I'm glad it's Leslie Odom Jr. He's really good. Yeah. Like, as much as I don't like Hamilton, I like him in Hamilton. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going just with Daniel Kaluuya. Just because... Pretty sure yeah. it's just gonna win it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm also going there. Uh, Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen is fine in Trials Chicago Seven, but uh, that portrayal of Abby Hoffman is not <laughs> Abby Hoffman. <laughs> and also, he's like 20 years older than Abby Hoffman was. Yeah. So apparently they they've been trying to make that film for decades, a couple of decades, and he signed on to play Abby Hoffman when the first Borat movie came out. 
So, yeah. all right. Best actress: Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. It's going to Viola Davis. I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm. Really? She hasn't picked up anything else. Hmm. Mm. Um, so far. At least. I mean, <coughs> oh. I feel like if if you took away her her pedigree and everything, Frances McDormand would be my obvious pick. Um, I don't know if they'll shy away since she already has two. But I, and again, she hasn't picked up anything else either. Mm. And I think Viola, Viola got hers for Fences. So not only does she mm-hmm. have one, she has one for a different August Wilson adaptation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Frances McDormand has two. And honestly, like, if I could give back her three billboards award to give her this one, I might. But... Uh, Carrie so who do you think the oh go on who do you think is the favorite here i i think it's between carrie mulligan and andrew day honestly mm. because uh you know promising young woman so far we haven't discussed much right it's not a film that i thought was great in any way shape or form i think it's a, a good film i think carrie mulligan puts in a really strong performance uh, she's a very good actress, and I would like to see yeah. her win an Academy Award at some point in her lifetime, not yeah. for this film. Especially in a historic year where this is the first time two black women have been nominated for Best Actress. Mm. Because mm. Viola Davis won hers in supporting, yeah, as yeah. most black women do. Do not forget, only one woman, one black woman has won Best actress. Yeah. And that was Halle Berry 20 years ago. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen United States versus Billy Holiday yet, so I, I need to get on that and see. It's honestly not a very good movie, but Andrew Day is incredible in it. Okay. She is so good in it, especially for it being, again, another breakout role. And it's really her first like film. Yeah. She's in other films, but she's like a singer in club or some shit like that. So the fact yeah. that she yeah. has been put so hard in the forefront in uh, a role that has, that was popularized, like popularized a role that has already been played by another singer turned actress diana ross in lady sings the blues Hmm. and such an iconic performance at that that got her an academy award nomination but not a win it's i don't know i kind of want her to win it based on the fact that she's very good in the film the film is nothing without her yeah and uh there you go i haven't seen pieces of woman it's the only one i haven't seen so McDormand has two, Davis has one, 
Carrie Mulligan's good in the film. And I feel the same way about Carrie Mulligan in that film that I do about Andrew Day and Billie Holiday. I think it, a lot of that film rests on how good her performance is. I just, I want it to go to Andrew Day. Good pick. All right. I want to pick her. All right, this next one's going to be quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, best actor, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, posthumous nominee, uh, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, old Gary Oldman as Mank, and Stephen Yoon for Minari. So, it's going to Boseman. Like, it's... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you make whatever justification you can for who should deserve. I, but my problem in is, the end, it's going to be Bozeman. My problem is, I think Bozeman deserves it. All right, then, mm. Zach, what do you got? Um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna, I, I think his Golden Globe win kind of shines like i mean i I, has he won other he's got the critics choice i don't think the sags have happened yet and i don't i don't remember what all has happened off the top of my head but he i know he's got the critics choice and he's got the golden globe and he's pretty much primed and it's said that uh lakeith stanfield and daniel kaluuya for judas and the black messiah both got run as supporting actor so that they didn't distract from bozeman's win oh okay yeah all right well i still um will shout out riz ahmed anytime i i can because he was flawless and amazing in that movie it's still my favorite performance of the year him and sound of metal is hands down my favorite performance of the year but yeah i think it's one of those unfortunate things where riz ahmed has a life uh, at least has years ahead of him that we can see right now yeah to put in more academy award worthy performances yeah and i think the same is said can be said of steven yoon who is incredible in minari uh and would probably go into my like top 10 favorite performance of the year yeah hopkins has his oldman has his uh i really think both of them should have been replaced by Delroy Lindo and Defy Bloods because Defy Bloods yeah. fucking rules. Yeah. Um, but no, I think Bozeman's like it's it's a real shame that kind of like Heath Ledger is the Joker. It's Bozeman's best performance of his yeah. career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it only serves to make you angry that not only is he about to get awarded for it. I mean, thankfully he's going to get awarded for it and his widow is probably going to give another speech. That's going to make me cry. Like she did to the golden globes. Yep. But to watch that performance and go, what have we just been robbed of? Yeah. Yeah. What has he just been robbed of? Like, yep. It makes me, makes me so angry. He's ever since I saw 42, I was like, this guy is, yeah, this guy is a movie star and we don't deserve him. And he only kept proving it to me time after time. Even if a, the movie was like really mediocre, he was the best part of it. He was, he was the new Keith David. And <laughs> yep, I, 
Yeah. Like if him and Keith David were in the movie together. Oh, dude. I, your head would split. My, it, it'd just be. It's perpetual motion machine. It's just going to keep spinning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say the only, yeah. the only time I, I don't think he was the best part of the movie was Black Panther when. Well, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan got yeah, the best I mean, part. Of it. Like, <laughs> I feel like he gave Michael B. Jordan the floor. He was like, "Look, I'm going to be the cool superhero, and you're going to be <laughs> the even cooler bad guy, and I'm just going to let that happen because I'm that good of an actor." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chadwick, it's your award, and. Obviously, he was an amazing human being as well, and and everything after his passing has proved even like things he did in quiet and private without without any letting anybody know. So, yeah, it's breaks my heart. Um, yeah, like I don't, I don't get like legitimately sad about a lot of celebrity deaths. Like a lot of them I, I hear and I'm like, man, I really like that person. I'm upset I won't be getting their art anymore. And they seem like an okay person, but like Yeah. Something about Chadwick Boseman's death just ripped me up. Yeah. Mm. On to best director. On to best director. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Yep. Uh all right. So let's talk about my least favorite category. Um not of the Academy Awards, but of this Academy Awards. Mm. Uh, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. David Fincher for Mank. Thomas Venterberg for Another Round. And Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Chloe Zhao's mm-hmm. winning it. Chloe Zhao's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I, they're not even. Yeah. So is she um, not only the first. Um, Oh, Asian woman. Uh, she is the first Asian American woman Asian American. to be nominated. I is believe the first, the first Asian woman in general. Is she the first woman of color at all to be yes. nominated for? Yeah, I believe so. And that's significant, and because it, it's not in no way saying that's why she's going to win because she deserves it. Because no, good Nomadland's an incredible amazing. film, and she, yeah. she deserves it. Like. I am Nomadland is not in my top 10, but it's one of those films kind of like Parasite was last year where I'm like, if this takes it, I'm not mad. Like, yeah. yeah. It's so it's It's such a good film that it's themes and it's presence alone. Want me to root for it. Yeah. Um, David Fincher and Thomas Vinterberg should not be in this category. <laughs> I still haven't seen another round, but, mm-hmm. and I've heard amazing things about it. I just, I was hoping for so much from this category this year. I was hoping for mm-hmm. so much. The fact that Regina King is not in this category yeah. pisses mm-hmm. me off to no end. <sighs> yep. One night in Miami. It's so good. It's such a good film. Yeah. And it, I, I'm just going to be forever angry that it did not get nominated. Uh, other, other 
nominees that I really think should have been up here. Spike Lee for Defy Bloods. Because I, I need to keep shouting out Defy Bloods. It was an incredible film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have taken Charlie Kaufman for I'm thinking of ending things. But again, doesn't yeah. sound like Netflix was really pushing that film at all. Yeah. I'm... Because of all the other films that they pushed in here. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just. I knew David Fincher was going to get nominated for Mank. I was not aware that. Uh, we thought so highly of Thomas Vinterberg, who's a very good director, and I don't want to take anything away from him. And a film that I have not seen yet, but I will be watching sometime in the next week. But just we could have had such a historic category. Yeah. Like it could have been three women and four people of color. That Yep. I mean, this is the first time two women have competed against each other in this category. I mean, all this really makes me think about what Zach said earlier about it, it better not just be this this year. Like, yeah. if, if you're going to do it this year and you just completely erase this, this all next year, it's literally a spit in the face of every single person on this list. Every yeah. single person. Yeah, and I love David Fincher. He's one of my all-time yeah. favorite directors. He's great. It's just not this isn't the one he should be recognized for. Like the fact that he just got completely screwed on um, social network. Yep, mm. is 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 why we're here right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, the social network was amazing, but Bank doesn't need to be here. Yes, we all we all like Citizen Kane, but chill out, guys. <laughs> it's like beyond it just like being okay, it's a fine movie, but it's not I think I might have said this at, when we were talking about the Golden Globes. It, it's not significant in any way. It's not it doesn't mean anything. It it just it's a good movie about movies. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. It, I David Fincher has literally in every other movie career for me. Like every other movie this guy makes is phenomenal. And the other one was just meh, or at best. Like Alien 3 personally is the weakest of the entire. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I I don't put that anywhere in Fincher's camp. Sure. Like I don't even think of that as a Fincher movie. It was just the one that got his foot in the door but he goes all right so alien three and then does seven no he goes the game yeah. next does he do the game next the yeah, game was, was the, the game was 95 seven oh no seven was 95 the game was 97 okay you're right i'm sorry so he goes doesn't seven and then he does the game which mm-hmm. is which <laughs> and then he does fight club and then he does panic room i love panic room and then he does zodiac which is probably his best film yeah mm. and then he does benjamin button which is <laughs> probably my second least favorite film of his social network after that incredible girl with a dragon tattoo incredible man no Meh. oh god no it's so good <laughs> like <clears throat> not it's not as good as what come next but i love yeah girl and then gone tattoo. girl gone girl with a dragon tattoo um, <laughs> I just it's literally every other movie for me. So it's just you you 
I, I actually want to watch Mank now and break the cycle and be like the guy that's out of the three of us that goes, I fucking love that movie. You, sir, need to rewatch the game. This movie rules. I'm not it's saying it's bad. I said so they were just meh. At- no, 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 no. The game <laughs> is as good, possibly better than Seven. Putting it out there. Mm. Mm. It may also be because I just mm. do not like Sean Penn. He's not in it enough to... <laughs> he's in anything and it makes me unhappy <laughs> except for uh i am sam <laughs> all right that wasn't even him and we come to our last category all right best picture best picture so uh why do we only have eight nominees like be- it, because the academy is dumb and they need to go back to five yeah. so so we're going to discuss this next year <laughs> at some point but the Academy failed to nominate the Dark Knight for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, which was in practically every critic's top 10, it was the most popular film of the year, the highest grossing film of that year, encroaching on one of the highest grossing films of all time. Yeah. And they failed to nominate it. Like everybody across the board was pretty much like the Dark Knight rules. Yeah. And we all love the Dark Knight. Yep. And they didn't, because it was a superhero film. They didn't put it any. They didn't put it in any above the line categories except best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. So the next year, they say, "Well, we can't make that mistake again." And Avatar came out, so we can't not nominate Avatar. Mm-hmm. And they they stretched it out <clears throat> to ten. And then yeah. after a couple years of nominating some trash at ten, they were like, "Okay, so it can be up to 10. And it normally goes from about seven to nine most years. Hmm. I guess I, I hadn't um, noticed as much in recent years. Like, so why isn't Defy Bloods on on this list? Or, or why one isn't Miami? Yeah. My, well, yeah, one night in Miami. They should; those two should be on there to make this ten, or it, it, or get rid of, <laughs> or or one of my favorite films of the year, Robert Rodriguez's We Can Be Heroes, could be nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> God, somebody should make a podcast about bad decisions the academy makes on best pictures uh, <laughs> yeah okay so our nominees are the father judas and the black messiah mank minari nomadland promising young woman sound of metal trial of the chicago seven i would love for Judas and the Black Messiah to win, but I don't know if the the Academy has the guts for that. Um, I, out of everything that's nominated, that's the highest on my list for 2021. Because unfortunately we get two months of 2021 for this year. Hmm. Hot Take Tuesday. Hot Take Tuesday. Hot Take Tuesday. It's Monday, but Hot Take Tuesday because <laughs> I think we're going to release this on a Tuesday. Um, like, like legitimately, the only one of these that was in my top ten of 2020. No, none of these. None of these were in my top ten of 2020. Sound of Metal just kind of got eked out today by me <clears throat> watching Wolf Walkers. Mm-hmm. I think Sound of Metal might win it. 
I think that, and I'm re kind of recanting something I had said when it came to original screenplay. I think it's Cinderella story-ish enough mm. and the Academy to go, mm, yeah, let's go ahead and say this one. That'd be cool. I don't see it happening, but that would be cool. I, th I think, I don't think Banks going to win. I don't think. I hope not. Um, and once again, not seen literally anything on this list only going by what we've heard um yeah i i think it's i think the academy's either going to go nomadland or they're going to go sound of metal and i'm just going to go ahead and put down a sound of metal because i can see them doing some weird shit hmm. i could see nomadland winning i would like judas and the black messiah um i know uh Trial of the Chicago 7 um, has a rather high IMDb rating. I know that doesn't mean anything really, but... I think Trial of the Chicago 7 is going to be, if this wins, then everybody should be pissed off. <laughs> I think it's uh, that okay. pick. I, think, I don't think it's like Green Book bad, but I think of, of the list, I think yeah. it's that. All right, so um, No Man Land has picked up the Critics' Choice and the Golden Globe for drama. Mm. Okay. So there is that. Um, I was thinking the SAG... Somebody gave Trials Chicago 7 best ensemble recently. I can't... Mm. That might have been the Critics' Choice Awards. Stupid Critics' Choice. That should be one night in Miami and nothing else. Okay, yeah. So it got best acting ensemble. So it didn't win best picture, but it was up against. <laughs> are you ready for this load of horseshit? The Five Bloods, a black cast. Judas and the Black Messiah, a black cast. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, a black cast. Minari, an Asian cast. One night in Miami, black cast. The white cast wins it. <sighs> And that's why I think if the trial of Chicago seven wins, there will be problems. Yeah. But there will not be blood. There will not be blood. <laughs> you know, for everything to, about Nomadland, um, it's, it's one of those things that really is the sum comes together so much better even then the parts. So it is, it, it is a movie about now and it feels like it would be a, a relevant pick in this pandemic world. Just, you know, looking at her working at Amazon and the way Amazon has become this monster, mm -hmm. uh, even more so during the pandemic and something about the commentary there feels like, I would be all right with it winning. Yeah. And I think it probably will. I, th I think it will too. It's a beautiful film. Uh, it may not be in my top 10, but it's my number 13 of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was good and I liked it. And I think it's very heartfelt and emotional and the, uh, the characters who were played by actual nomads gave it this weight and this, yeah. feeling of authenticity and i like that 
Um, I again, I think Judas and the Black Messiah is the strongest film in this category. That and Sound of Metal's up there for me too. Yeah. Uh, Trials Chicago Seven, Mank, and Promising Young Woman. While I won't try to convince anyone that Promising Young Woman is not a good movie because it has a lot to say and it has good themes and a strong central performance. Uh, it's just not a film I think belongs in this category at all. And again, yeah. if someone was like, I do, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm glad you do. I, yeah. And I, 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 I don't want to sound condescending. It, it's, it's a film that's going to speak to certain people. And it, for me, it's just kind of kind of like Soul was, where it's like, this is a good film. It's a well-made film. It's a nice-looking film. It could have been so much better. But it could have been so much better, and it could yeah. have said so much more and done so much more if some of the central actions had gone a bit differently. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think it belongs in Best Picture. Uh, Minari is great, and I wouldn't mind seeing that win Best Picture. Again, I want to see The Father, I, but apparently that's not getting released on VOD until the 26th, so I will be seeing it then. Um, and Trials... I already said Trials Shark 7 can take a walk. So, really, Nomadland, Minari, and Sound of Metal, I'm fine with Judas and the Black Messiah. I want to win out of out of this cropping because one night Miami yeah. deserves to be here and it should yeah. win it. Uh, it should win it and it should win best director because Regina King is our queen and we stand <laughs> her. Uh, yep. She is one of the greatest things ever happened to Hollywood. And it's a real shame that she's not here. I'll be going to be salty about it for the rest of the time. (laughs) So for me overall, I guess it could have been worse. I just wish trials Chicago seven wasn't (laughs) in so many high ranking categories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm happy for this year. I'm ready to see what they do next year. That that is where I think the 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 academy needs to. Yeah, maybe even if not next year, the, the they need to really prove something in the next three to five years. Once movies are back at full strength mm-hmm. and people are able to have uh their full voices recognized yeah yep yeah uh, we'll see i mean like we'll see uh 2020 sucked my problem is 2020 was a really good year in film you just wouldn't know it by looking at exactly these academy awards yep like like where's jingle jangle <laughs> not even best song yeah. best costuming best like production design again I guess Netflix wasn't pushing it or 
didn't plan on releasing it in theaters because I know that was a a big thing about this year is that they these streaming services had to show that they were originally planning on putting these into a theater run to be eligible for the Oscars, which is kind of a weird thing to have to prove. It's like, it's a movie. Just nominate the goddamn movie. Yep. Yeah. Also, Scoob should have been instead of uh, Onward. Yes, Scoob should have been nominated <laughs> instead of Onward. Uh, I would have also taken The Willoughby's, which okay. I thought was excellent. Um, also, Vampires versus, the, Vampires versus the Bronx got no nominations, and that's a crime because that movie's incredible. <laughs> um, you gotta take a Trolls World Tour over Onward. Phineas <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ferb, the movie, Candace Against the Universe, should have been nominated over Onward. I'm actually surprised the SpongeBob movie didn't. Because uh, it technically came out this year in March. Hmm. Uh, I think it got a VOD release in uh, on Netflix or something in other countries, but it it just came out here in March, like March 5th or one of those days. So uh, also the SpongeBob movie sucks. It is a backdoor pilot and it's not good. (laughs) Backdoor pilot. (laughs) Um, yeah, there's so much we could have done. There's so much we could have done that wasn't Mank. Why didn't yeah. Mank get 10 nominations? <laughs> it's just so typical. Yeah, and, and it's one of those films, like, as soon as I finished watching it, I was like, that was fine. Yeah. yeah. What's the thing? <laughs> like I said, like, it was cool watching it while we're doing the podcast yeah because it's like oh look at all this stuff that we're talking about from these other movies but why the fuck does it need to get recognized in 2021 yeah it could have just not done that yeah uh damn damn mank damn damn the mank damn the mank all right boys well i think we could wrap it up. We went longer than we meant to anyway, so we sure did. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured that was gonna happen. Yeah. It's all right. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here. Make sure you check out our social media. I am Jonathan Pierce. I am at Altorn underscore Occam on both Twitter, TikTok, and on Twitch. Zach, where are you at? Um here. And on Critiker at Zachmaster X A K K M A S T E R or on I almost said Twitch. I'm not on Twitch. TikTok, that thing, at House Havoc. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and letterboxd.com at Father of the Fear across all platforms. Uh, I normally have Zach for watching next week, but uh, he would have said that already. So we would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Loving Up Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to uh, not thank anybody else for our Twitter because that's all Zach. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscars the Pod and on Facebook at the Oscars the Podcast, where you can currently vote in our Big Willy Weekend March Madness bracket. Please make sure that you are doing that. Willy Weekend! And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Five stars. 
unlike Mank we deserve. Um, it really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Jonathan and Zach, I would like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs>